With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nerds and geeks, hold on to your seats because it's about to go down. Welcome to Nerdorama, the voice of the nerd nation. I'm Mo Kelly, he's Tawala Sharp, and together we bring you your daily dose of nerd news, analysis, and conversations with the best and brightest of the nerdverse. On today's all-new Nerdtastically Newsworthy edition of Nerdorama's Monday News Bashup, we have got your weekend recap, Spider-Man Far From Home, plus we're talking a little bit of Comic-Con, and yes, I go zombie crazy again. But now, the news. Up first in the news, what is happening, Mo? I had a chance to sneak in and see Spider-Man Far From Home. I was going in thinking, I wonder if this movie is too close in proximity to Avengers Endgame. It's only two months. Yep. And I thought there might be room for a letdown, not only in a movie sense, but also a movie-goer sense. I grew up a big-time fan of Spider-Man. The stated villain was going to be Elementals. We know that Mysterio was going to be in there. I wasn't sure how they were going to bring Mysterio to the big screen. I knew his history as a, a failed magician-slash-stuntman. So I knew there was going to be some trickery in there. I wasn't sure whether the trailer was going to be what I saw in the movie. Right. Without giving anything away. I never thought they could do Mysterio on the big screen, but that was fantastic. Let me just cut to the end. I loved everything about this movie. Every single thing. It was picture perfect. Yes. For a true Spider-Man fan, this film was everything. They allowed Peter Parker to be that unassuming, insecure child. Yep. And they allowed him to have all the problems of an adolescent trying to be liked by this special girl. He was very innocent, very smart, but very innocent. Right. Trying to balance saving the world with just saving an opportunity to get with this girl. And I don't mean get with, but just yeah. ask her out. Just adjust to maybe sit by her on the plane on the trip. This film hit every single beat perfectly. This was for me and this is this is a huge admittance for me. This film is the best Spider-Man film done yet for me, even topping into the Spider-Verse. This film was picture perfect. When you look, when if you know anything about Mysterio and you look at the world that the MCU has set up, how are you going to make this work? It's like, oh, my God, you made it work. And then some this film is the true and definitive epilogue to the first arc and phase of the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe. I had my doubts. How can Spider-Man Far From Home come after Endgame? Endgame was it. There's nothing left. What else can you say? Think again. And they also, once again, rewarded you for watching every previous 
MCU movie, including Iron Man. They yeah. specifically said, we appreciate you watching all these movies and paying attention. By the way, here's another payoff of watching and seeing right. all those movies. Right. You thought these people were insignificant, didn't you? You thought that was a throwaway scene or a throwaway line or a throwaway storyline. Wrong. Right. <laughs> Every single thing that they brought to the forefront in this film, not only does it put a distinctive, not period, but exclamation point on the first arc of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it also emphatically and perfectly sets up where they can go in the future, and the world is wide open. I'm not going to tell you things specifically, but Tuala, you know this. There was a very cool cameo in the mid credit scene, which ties a lot of things and universes Yes. Together, yes. You will see a familiar face. That's all I'll say. And the end credit scene, I I guess it's left for interpretation. What it could be. Yes, a lot of people you know. thought that it would, and this isn't giving it away. Could have something to do with a story that sparked and led into what created Civil War. But for what they have set up, it's like. No, we're totally changing the paradigm of characters that you thought were evil and actually may not be. Or are they? Is there some or other some duplicitous of them, right. plan? Some of them could be evil. Some of them could be. They mentioned by name a group of aliens that you need to be aware of. And when they mention this group of aliens, then you think back to when they're introduced in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, you know what? You're right about them. And we can't say anything can't more. Can't say anything more. Because we'll tell you, that would tell you who they are, right. what they are, and it would defeat the purpose of you waiting for that end credit scene. Look, we don't have a lot of time. We have Marsha Collier who's waiting, who's on the line, who's going to tell us about 5G next. But I just have to say, yes, we always gush for Marvel movies. For the most part, yes. But it's well-deserved. They've earned my money every yes. single time. Yeah. And they need to come out with some bad ones before I can come back and say, I don't know if I can trust them. But I trust Marvel. That movie was yeah. fantastic. I felt I was a, a, a teenager all over again, remembering the same emotions that an unsure adolescent would have, that, uh, that just insecurity, just I just want to be next to so-and-so and maybe pass her note and hopefully she likes me or maybe she won't like me. I remember that as a kid. And they allowed Peter Parker to be a child. Right. And it's presented as such. For many a Marvelite, we mostly thought that Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire was the definitive Spider-Man and superhero film that really was super comic accurate. This film it's like, basically, hold my beer. That kind of sucked all the air out of the room because the great box office weekend that it had. But on the other hand, overall, the box office is down for the summer. Did you see that story? Yeah, uh, the box office is down. And for, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home, so far it's pulling, what, uh, over $185 million? So with... The release of this film coming out shortly after Toy Story and with Lion King coming, what, in two weeks now? Right. Spider-Man Far From Home will likely not cross the billion dollar mark, much less over half a billion, which is not a knock for Spider-Man Far From Home. It's just something that we've discussed time and time again. I think it's going to I think it's going to get there. I, I, I don't. I, I think after 
after probably the next week, even though it's getting rave reviews, this is one of the best Spider-Man films that they've released. It's it still has to go up against the fact that Toy Story, I'm not oh, Toy Story, Lion King coming. Uh-huh. is coming out. With Lion King, that's going to just empty out everyone's bank account who would even think about going to a theater. Everyone is going to see Lion King. They're taking their kids. So any adults who may be taking their kids to see Far From Home, anyone who was young enough at the time Lion King first came out, who may be at the age where they want to see Spider-Man Far From Home, is like, nah, I got to go see Lion King. Plus mm-hmm. all of they Beyonce's get the repeat fans. Business yes, the repeat business, all of that. Uh, Beyonce's fans are already going crazy, you know, because she's in it. Um, it it's just going to it's going to rule the rest of the summer. This again, this is not a knock against Spider-Man Far From Home. It's just it's coming out, you know, in between two pretty big Disney properties. Right. Toy Story 4 and Lion King, those are two of their bigger, bigger properties outside of like what, Frozen. So, yeah, you know, saying it's just we talked about this. Disney may be getting in their own way. Yes. Still, Spider-Man Far From Home is amazing. And and without giving any spoilers away. There is a moment that happens in the end credit scene that is similar to the final scene of the very first Iron Man, where you are now left wondering, where does Spider-Man, where does Peter Parker go from here? And Kevin Feige is now saying, Kevin Feige, head honcho of the MCU, is saying, we are going somewhere and telling a story that has literally never been told before on the screen for Spider-Man. So we are not going to see a retread of yet another old idea just redone by the MCU. No. They're like, we are going somewhere you're not even going to believe with this character. I'm, I'm there for that. I'm like, thank you for saying, you know what? We've established our own universe based off of a character you know and love. We've danced around the notion of the retelling the whole uncle ben thing we're not going there we're not not retelling that story we're going somewhere different there there's a scene in this film which lets you know that the scrolls and the kree are still very very integral to the future Mm -hmm. of the mcu Mm -hmm. and it will go back into captain marvel there's so much that happened in spider-man far from home that like the rest of the the marvel cinematic universe is wide open man what else should we would should we be looking for or ready for for the rest of this summer? You talked about obviously the Lion King. That's it. That's it. That's it. A- after that, the like the summer is pretty much over. I think we have Hobbs and Shaw. But that's not an event. Movie. It's not an event movie. It's you know it's a spinoff. It's like let's try something new from the Fast franchise. Mm-hmm. We'll see what that does. I have hopes for it because it looks like it's made in the vein of what the Fast. You know, franchise films are over the top, ridiculous things that can't possibly happen. There's a scene in the trailer. We see what looks like the rock holding on to a cable that's holding a helicopter. I don't know. I'm like, yo, please don't tell me that's I got to see it. I will see it. I'm I'm a fast franchise fan, but I think that's about it. I don't don't think anything else really for us nerds until what? Maybe October with the Joker. I wonder if this is going to be indicative of a trend where each summer. You're going to have that diminishing return, if only because you'll have your few blockbusters, which mm-hmm. will do well, but overall movies, the industry won't do well because we're finding other things to do or finding other ways to spend our money as opposed to spending, let's say, $100 if you're trying to take out your family or three or four tickets and food 
there's a better way. You might stay home, you know, watch Netflix and order a pizza as opposed to going to the in theater experience. Well, it's funny because you, when you talk about how the movie landscape is changing, it's changing even for something like Comic-Con because talking about Spider-Man, which is a Sony release through the MCU and Disney, Sony is skipping Comic-Con this year. You know, Warner Brothers has already said they're pulling out. Sony is officially pulling out and they're not going to do their Hall H presentation, which is strange considering that they've got, you know, two big properties that they need to get behind, including Morbius and uh, Bloodshot, the new Vin, Vin Diesel uh, film. They're not going to be there to be promoting those films, which come out early 2020. Right. So, you know, you have a lot of different companies who are saying we're not going to be going out for something like Comic-Con. You know, when we're already maybe not seeing such a big return on some of these nerd properties that we may have Godzilla. Yeah, we put it out there, you know, Warner Brothers. But is it enough for us to now go to Comic-Con and do a presentation? No, Warner Brothers is skipping. And also, if for as much as I really enjoyed the Godzilla movie, it's not performing financially on the level that the studio would have hoped. Right. I know that the budget was about $170 million. It's done maybe $115 million domestically. It's done maybe a hundred million, I think a hundred and something million internationally. It's going to make its money, mm -hmm. but for the amount of investment, it's not given the type of return they would have hoped. Well, I, I'm I'm hoping that maybe for those of us whose nerdtasticness is rooted in comics, maybe that will put more pressure on comic book companies to maybe spruce up the source material. Maybe that will return people to the roots of what it's about, which is what I always look for. Like I get into sometimes debates with people about, you know, whether or not Spider-Man far from home was good. And then they'll say something lets me know, Oh, you're down with Spider-Man and anything like it because of the films. You've never actually read a comic book. Right. You don't even know really who Mysterio is. You don't, yeah, you, just you like have Jake no reference point. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when I look at, at all the things that I'm seeing happening at, at Comic-Con this year, I'm excited because there are a lot more comic-related things happening. They're doing a humongous Batman 80th, you know, anniversary celebration, you know, this year. Where it's just DC, even though Warner Brothers isn't going to be there, DC is going to be there in full force. The Mo Kelly show will not be there. We will not be broadcasting live. You know, we will be doing something else. Maybe, I don't know what. That's a different discussion. That's for a, a whole different, different thing. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think that... Maybe because the movies have been successful in spite of the source material. And now you're trying to go based off of what maybe the casual moviegoer wants to see. Well, if the casual moviegoer isn't familiar enough with these characters, then, yeah, you're going to see a diminishing return because they don't even know what they're going into watching for them. It may not be a, a top tier film because they're like, I don't know these characters. I, I just like the last film. You know what I mean? Right. They don't have any real history with the characters as a child as i did with mysterio right so i already had a level of expectation and anticipation for that movie connected back to my childhood where kids today they probably don't have any connection at all it's just the latest spider-man movie and there's this new villain right new character right mysterio oh he's 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 someone i've never seen before right he's obviously never picked up a comic book he's one of his chief villains yeah like Perch Enemies. Yeah. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. To Wild Sharp. Uh-huh. You just kind of throw these stories at me because they're things that you want to talk about. You have this <laughs> this zombie obsession. Oh, no. Right. You know what's coming. You know what's coming. Tawala Sharp seems to believe that the zompoc, the zombie apocalypse is real. And to forward that belief and to lend credence to that conspiracy theory, he will give me zombie stories at every chance. Every time he sees, it just has to say zombie in it. It doesn't matter. He'll give it yeah. to me. Yeah. Like, for example... One of two Montana men has been charged with decapitating a casino patron, evidently had an obsession with zombies. Yes. And allegedly talked about eating the victim's brain. Donald Cherry, the alleged killer, and Myron Knight, the deceased. Don Cherry, as you could say, according to a recent police statement, said that Cherry talked about eating Knight's brain. Cherry's girlfriend had also made a similar claim, saying that Cherry has a fascination, obsession with zombies. So I asked the question, who else do we know has a fascination or obsession with zombies? My answer the question has to do with taking them out. So this guy, Cherry, pop. That's what happens to Cherry. You're not craving gray matter. I'm not craving. Why did you pop the cherry? Because that's what happens. Cherry walks up on me talking about, I want brain, pop. Goes to Cherry. Yes. Okay. I just want to be clear. But where does the, where does your fascination come in? Why does he want to take them out when they're not real? It is not a fascination. It is preparedness. You want to talk about earthquake preparedness? If you're not ready, at least mentally, for the Zompok, I don't know what it is that you're doing with your life. You have to have it in the back of your mind at all times. You're more prepared for the zombie apocalypse than a damn California earthquake. And we had two major ones this weekend. All I'm saying is when this happens, you'll be looking for me. You'll be trying to call like, yo, hope you got your charger in your trunk. So they fully charged. So you can reach out to me like Tawala. Oh, my God, it's happening. What's the first step? Okay. I understand that George Norrie and Coast to Coast will be coming up at probably at the top of the hour. I understand that you seem to believe that these things are real. Mm-hmm. I understand your uh, obsession with all things called conspiracy theories. I understand. Uh, for example, if you've never heard the Mo Kelly show before, this is this is real right now. This is absolutely real. Tawala, I want you to explain your conspiracy theory regarding Visa and MasterCard. Why is that a conspiracy theory for you? All right. Let, Explain then your your explanation of what they are and what they mean. Okay. The Roman numeral for six is what, Mo? V-I. The Greco-Egyptian six is what? S. Because I know you didn't know that. It's S. No, I didn't. Okay. (laughs) The Sanskrit six is what, Mo? It's an A. I'm sorry. Like, look, you all think that the mark of the beast is supposed to be like some dude in horns coming around <laughs> with fire and flames. Take this like mark Hellboy? so you can get to eat. No. 
it's one of those things that where it says the devil will make everything fair seeming like the evil spirit, whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it. Right. It can't come to you and say, hey, take this mark because now we're already hip to the mark. We've read the Bible. We know the mark is coming. Why not do something like I'll hide it and make it something that you're all going to use a what a credit card. It's that simple. It's that simple. This is this is this is not hard. This is not like some mass conspiracy. Who does who hasn't used a visa card doesn't have one. Everyone on the college campus gets signed up with the mark of the beast right there. Take this mark and do what? Get all of your fair goods. Get all of your gas. There you go right there. All now, now you know what comes next. Put the mark of the beast in your little Apple wristwatch. Now you got your visa pay on your wristwatch. And now where is it? Where's the mark of the beast? It's on your wrist where they said it was going to be in the first place. Because now you're paying for stuff by swiping what? Your Apple wristwatch. Boom. There that's, you go. But see, I don't use Apple. But anyhow, okay, okay. That's Visa. Yeah. Now MasterCard. Well, see, now the MasterCard, that is, that's some more like Illuminati type stuff where you have the sun being overtaken by the evil red of the devil. And that's like, that's why you have the sun being overtaken by the Illuminati. That's spirit. the intersection the of those intersection two circles. Of those two circles, yes. Uh-huh. So... I'm just saying, um, this is not, this is not like, you know, oh my God, this is something that George Norris would be like, yeah, man, like, this is obvious. Like, what the, well, is, he's spitting the truth. You're this telling, is obvious. You're being serious right now. I'm so serious. I don't even know why this is a guess. <laughs> I don't even know why this think, is like questionable. I think he's invested in Discover Card. <laughs> Have you thought about Diners Club? You remember Diners Club? <laughs> they what still about, do that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just remember Diners Club was like so cheesy. It's like... I got Diners Club. What no, is a Diners take, Club? Do you take Diners Club? Like, <laughs> heck no. What is that? Are they still in business? Yeah, they still have it. Oh my gosh, but but who has it? Uh, <laughs> Diners Club International. Founded. Looks like it's still going. Yeah. 1950. So it's one of the first credit cards. That sounds about right. One yeah. of the first and probably has no business being around even now. So, I mean, uh, so how do you pay for things? If if you're against Visa, you're against MasterCard, you don't have a Diners Club, you probably don't have an Amex. Cash. But I mean, you know, you can do cash, but there's all types of things that are on the dollar. Look, there's no hope for humanity. There's no hope for humanity in the end, whether it be the Zompok or the evil done in by the pursuit of money. No matter what, we're all going to be done in. I probably won't be here. I'm probably not going to be here anyway. Then why are you worried about the Zompok? Hopefully, look, That's hopefully I'm gone go before the Zompok, but I'm just saying like, look, when this rash of where the weather it be like now you've got all these restaurants talking about we're going to start serving meatless meat, you know, and all for all we know, Tastes that good. that could be a uh, stuff. You remember the movie stuff? Yeah. Okay. It could be stuff. For all we know, you it's know, some type a type of right? mind control substance that they're putting into it. It tastes like meat, but it's not. If it tastes like meat, but it's not, what does that mean? That means your brain is being tricked. Your brain is obviously being tricked into this meat stuff. There's some type of psychotropic chemicals in this thing to make you think it's meat. And for all you know, you're eating some type of zombie concoction. You sound like you watched The Matrix too many times. How do they get the taste of chicken right? I know. I okay. Know. I'm just saying. Like, you, what about, you, you, what about fake it, sugar? Yeah. Are, what about Sweet and Low? Done? Yeah, Sweet and Low. And, uh, oh, Sweet and Low. Wait, you mean the, the product that for a while had on it said may cause cancer? <laughs> I think that was I mean, saccharin. Uh, no, yeah, no, sweet and low for a minute, and then they changed yeah, the ingredient. Look. They took the saccharin out of it, and it's like, like aspartame. Look, yeah, when it says on there, like, this product may cause cancer. Yeah, we take it. 
Hey, yeah. people still smoke cigarettes. So, so does air. I'm just saying. Air may cause cancer. Air may could cause cancer. Okay, I get it. Look, humanity is not long for this world. That's why we have the 7.1. It's telling you, get ready, people. Get ready. And there is a, a real tactical advantage in the belief of the Zompok. So whether or not you actually believe in zombies, at least to some effect, you'll be prepared. So let's just say mm-hmm. in the largest scenario, if we do have a local 7.1 earthquake or worse, right? And there are no EMS services, there's no police to come get you. Now you have your fellow man that are stealing food from everybody and attacking everybody for their own survival. So right. they may not be zombies, However, now you have already been prepared to handle your fellow man yes. that is going to kill you for that bowl of rice in your house because they got nothing to eat. That's what the documentary The Walking Dead is about. <laughs> Thank you, Marcia Faye. Thank you. I was going to say, in the case of the earthquake scenario, uh, the attacker can run and think. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> right. Okay. Now, the, like, we're not talking just, I'm not, look, you guys think I'm talking about people coming up from the graves. No, I'm talking about, like, you know, people who have been infected with a zombie like virus. Uh-huh. These don't necessarily have to be slow walkers. They could be fast running people who are just infected with the virus. And again, you also have to be ready to pack up. You have to be able to pack up with a certain crew of people ready to get down at all times to, you know, certain people who do certain things. And in the case of like some devastating earthquake, bronze is right. What if all of a sudden you're you're it's you versus like, you know, the block down the street who wants your water. But if you've got your squad already together, you're ready already to fend them off. You're a doomsday prepper. Hell what, yeah. What, what's wrong with this? What what are we saying? Like you're just saying all this is like I don't want to I don't like. want to live in a world with Mad Max post apocalyptic. I, I don't, I don't want ready I don't want to be the town. I don't want to be the Barter Town. I don't want Master Blaster. I'm Master ready. Blaster. I'm ready for Barter Town. Who runs Barter Town? Master Blaster. Master Blaster <laughs> runs Barter Town. All right. Okay. That's it. We're done. On tomorrow's all-new Nerdtastically newsworthy edition of Nerdorama, you know what time it is. New Comics Wednesday, but on a Tuesday, with all your comic-centric news, plus Hannibal Taboo is here with a brand new edition of The Bi-Pile. Do not miss it. Nerdorama with Mo and Tawala is produced by Tawala Sharp and was born out of The Mo Kelly Show, which airs weekends on KFI AM 640 in Los Angeles and iHeartRadio. Find Tawala at Tawala on Twitter. That's T-A-W-A-L-A and Mo Kelly at M-R-M-O-K-E-L-L-Y on Twitter. Until next time, keep it comic. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.